All right, everyone, welcome back. I am Chase. I'm Christian. We are the RM Fantasy SX. We're here for round three. Man, it's going by quick already. Yeah, it is. Round three of RM Fantasy SX. Let's dive right into it with our race recap from St. Louis. All right, so St. Louis, round two has come and gone. Some big surprises, but let's talk about it. K-Rock, first Every, win in three years. Yeah, everyone's pumped seam win. We gave advice not to pick him even <coughs> in the top five. That's all right. But you know what? We were happy he won, and that was awesome. Justin Barsha is the real deal, second place. No doubt. Jason Anderson, another quiet, sneaky third place. He's going to start winning soon. He's doing his thing. Eli Tomac, locking in with the fourth place, got lucky. Typical we'll Tomac. Starts in a minute. Yeah. Osborne, another good fifth place. Yep. And then Vince Freeze, people's champ, wild card again. He's just cozying up to that spot right now. He's so. liking it. But going back to the race, what is, what are your takeaways? Some of the big highlights you want to cover? I mean, you have to talk about Malcolm just beasting past Tomac and Webb through the whoops. I that mean, was the most whoop speed I've ever seen in any race. Yeah, I, that new I announcer guy. I think he lost his voice <laughs> screaming there. So, um, your boy Derek Drake in the 250 race. Yeah. I don't, why is he my boy? <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he just pulls a 180 yeah, off the and start. And wheelies and about kills people. But <laughs> yeah, I like crazy. that. AC tried to get rough and tough with uh, Osborne, and Osborne. Osborne was not having it. I think yeah. AC learned a valuable lesson as a rookie. You can't try and just – 450 class not the same as 250. He went full twisted sister where he's not going to take it. Twisted so sister. that's what he did. Other than that, you know, it was, it was good racing. I enjoyed the racetrack. But what's interesting is we have a lap chart now. If you guys look at you see on the, on the screen behind us, Couple things that I take away from the lap chart. First of all, Eli Tomac, again, horrible start. Yeah. He was 12th after lap one, but that doesn't reflect where he was out on the whole shot line because he was farther back. Mm -hmm. But he moved up really quickly. But what's interesting to me is looking at this, after lap about 10, from 12th place, which was Cooper Webb, all the way to last, no positions changed. No. It stayed the exact same. Yeah, so it kind of helps you with the wild card to see who stays in that position. Yeah, like a you lot. could look at that chart and be like, all right, this guy moved into that position and then just mm -hmm. kind of stayed there. So, yep. you know, use that when you're looking at the wild cards. We're going to talk about it a little bit more, but That's right. overall, it's pretty good, though. Uh, what about user stats? The average points were 27, so not too bad, about the same as A1. Um, only 3.7% had rocks in the win, down from 21 at A1. So, uh, And I, I'll take part of that blame because I said, I'm not putting him in the top five. <laughs> yeah, Look what happens. I'm sure it'll bounce back this week. Um, the biggest surprise, though, only 3.1% had Osborne in their top five. So if you did that, good work on you. What's and crazy, AC. Though, more people picked him to be in the top five than Tomac. Yeah. I would <laughs> never have thought that was going to happen. It was crazy. And it should have happened. Those people should have been right because AC crashed the last lap, yeah. and that's the only reason Tomac broke into the This top is five. the first time I've seen any rider be picked more than Eli Tomac to win, and it was AC. I mean, Jeez. he should have been in the top five, but wow, we all know what happened. As far as injuries go, we got Seven Deuce Deuce, who is out. Tyler Bowers, he went overseas to race. Don't yeah. know if he's coming back. I probably wouldn't expect it, but you never know. My boy Davalos, who I picked for the wild card. He's catching heat for that. Yeah, I don't even know what happened in the main event, but uh, we'll see if he's there. And then... It's more like Flugate right now. Like, everybody's sick. I don't know what's going on. It's changing Barsha, from week to week. Osborne, Webb, Webb, a lot of sick yeah. people. But, in fact, Cooper Webb, 12th place. We'll talk about that. Yeah. But let's get into it now because we got to go into Anaheim 2, round 3. Here it is, track trend. So, as far as A2 goes and the track layout, I like it. I Looks think good. it's got some cool rhythm sections. There's a little split lane, two whoop sections. Whoops, I think that will be whoops. Yeah, lots of whoops. And it's not like one's a short whoop section than a long mm -hmm. one. Like they both look long. So uh, uh, will it play a factor? Long rhythm lanes. Couple 180s. It looks yeah. good. It looks like a good track. So the question is, though, 
can you take the results from Anaheim 1 and use those as help to is make it the an indicator for an indicator? Yeah. Because the dirt from Anaheim 1 to St. Louis, completely different. Yeah. And we saw A1 rut up quite a bit more than what riders are used to. So is it going to be tough for them to go back to Anaheim and get their bikes dialed in? And so we're going to cover that and more. Here it is. This is our top contenders. So on the table right now, we have the top five riders in points. Mm -hmm. Might not be what everyone thinks are the top contenders, but this is how it's the point standing. This is the point standing, so this is what we're talking about. You got Justin Barsha, Ken Roxon, Sansarulo, Anderson, Eli Tomac. Start us off with Barsha, and we'll go through and talk about each guy real quick. I think Barsha Law is a real thing. I mean, I kind of compare last him to Last week you were on the fence, uh, yeah, I but then he convinced you. He's I was on board. Me. I mean, he was sick too last week, and he still looked good. Yep. Um, I mean, he's. I think he's almost pulling what Webb did last year, where no one wanted to buy into Webb until it was too late. So maybe we're seeing a new Barsha this year. Um, like we said before, he's only picked by 4% to win. Uh, so it really went down even though he won A1. He has the best average start this year, which I really like, and finish. Um, 1.5, that's low. Yeah, and he qualified 7th at A1 and still won. Ran in second place from lap, lap 3 until the end last Stayed week. Stayed right so he there. Was up there. Yeah, and then we get to Kenny Roxon. Oh, I'm still pumped for this guy to win. That was yeah, awesome that was to see. Awesome. So Roxon um, was only picked by just under 4% of players to win last week, but he was in almost 70% of players' top five. So people still had faith in him, just mm -hmm. not for the win. But here's a couple stats what's interesting. He has the third best starting average of second, so or third best starting average so far, which he's mm -hmm. doing good on starts. And here's what you want to take away from that. He hasn't finished worse than third in races. He has started third or better going back to last year. Mm -hmm. But... When he starts seventh or worse from last year, he doesn't even get into the top five. Yes, you're banking on a good start. Yeah, Roxon needs that start. Pack. But I think he's a different rider this year. Could be. What about AC? AC ran in fourth place from laps 12 to 23 until he went down yep. last week. So he was up there, should have been in the top five. Has the second best starting average over the first two rounds. Started in fourth, actually, in both of them. He's qualified fastest over the last two rounds. Easily could have won A1, but he tipped over. Only Roxon Barsha had a faster average lap time than him in St. Louis, which was surprising wow. to me. And uh, he's one of the four riders to lead laps this year. But the thing with, with AC and me is, yeah, he's done good. He's looked fast. But we got to think about it. He's tipped over. He's, I mean, both rounds, he's had an issue in the main event. That's so right. that's, that's my only takeaway of being weary with AC him. AC and me, that's a catchy name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so getting to Jason Anderson, Anderson is quietly just doing really well and I think a lot of people aren't maybe thinking about him as much because when you look at the broadcast like they don't even hardly say his name the whole main yeah. event you and almost forget where there. he's at he is up there so here's what's interesting though he hasn't finished more than two spots from where he's qualified so far this year mm -hmm. so maybe his qualifying spots a good indicator of where he might finish in the main in 2020 so far his finishes are five and three with starts of nine and five so he he's is a guy up. that moves up yep. after the start you know only 55% had him in their top five last week and he ran in third last week from sixth, the sixth lap all the way to 24th. Yeah. So if you're not putting Anderson in your top five, I think you're crazy. Yeah, he's in there for me. Tomac, what do you do with this guy? <laughs> it's typical Tomac. Because his fourth place does not reflect how <laughs> crappy his start was. He's and just not getting starts. He probably made the most passes of anybody at rider last week, but yeah. you can't bang on this dude to get a start right now. No, I mean, he, he took th third overall at A2 in 2019 with finishes of 4-4-1. So he has the 12th best average start over two races, which blows Woo. my mind. I mean, 11th and 12th. Yeah. 
And he didn't finish better than third in the first four rounds last year. So maybe it's just, well, I don't know why we're so surprised. It seems like this happens every year. Are you going to put me top five this week? <sighs> Depends on where he qualifies. If he qualify in top five, I'll have him in there. All right. Out. Now, we're going to get right into it next. But there's one rider we didn't talk about, Mr. Cooper Webb. Man finished 12th place last week. He was sick. But the real question is, can he bounce back and crack in the top five? Let's get into that next. This is our Weekly Spoilers. Weekly Spoilers. This is, for me, this is probably going to start becoming the harder picks to make. Because yeah. there's, a, there's a gaggle of riders that are hovering right around that top five. Osborne cracked it last week. Malcolm Stewart's right there. Webb was way out. So let's talk about it. Cooper Webb. And we want to know what you guys think. Is he going to bounce back? Because you, well, the lap chart, we were just talking about yeah. this. He was behind Vince Freeze for how many laps? A lot. I a mean, lot. More than half the race. Freezy and Wilson are the only riders he passed, and he was back there. Also, he passed. That was it. Yeah. That's crazy to me. You would think that even sick, he'd still be able to charge for it, but maybe he was just that sick. I don't know. Yeah. But if you look at it, though, what's crazy is his starts this year. So he got third at A1, then 12th. But his starts have been 6th and 15th. Yeah, they're not looking Last that good. year, you could almost nickname him Whole Shot Webb. Yeah. Because he was, had the best starting average. So, blame it on the sickness, I don't know. I still have faith in the guy. You can't count him out because no. of, you know, he went third place at A1. And he was sick there, too. So, he's probably going to be in my top five again. His qualifying's been really bad. I mean, 15th and 14th this year. But so. he's never been a good qualifier. No. But, but and he's been he's sick. He's been sick. So, if I see him up around 10th or better qualifying, I'm going to take that as he's feeling a little better, hopefully. Okay. I mean, that's the only thing I can really go off right now. Because even we heard Ricky Carmichael didn't even know he was sick. Right. Until after the and race. And it's a so. chest infection, not like your common cold, like he's sick yeah. sick. So, Blake Baggett. Goes Had a fourth. strong fourth of day one. Yes. I mean, and then. Can he, he do it again? And here's the thing, though. He got 10th last week, but he was riding good. He just starts are not Blake's thing right now. Yeah. And. Um, him and Hill were battling. Him and Bill were, Hill were battling. And what I've heard from some sources is that Baggett, those guys are really working on first lap intensity, mm-hmm. trying to get passes done quick and mm-hmm. having more, uh, what's the word? Not desperation, but more urgency Urgency to get to the front yeah. quicker. So He we'll is see. finishing on average seven and a half spots ahead of where he qualifies. So Yeah, he's never been that. a good qualifier. No. So Lead us into the Osborne identity. I think anyone's scared to try to pass this <laughs> dude right now. Identity. He's going to go straight kung fu you on get you. these names? I don't know. All I know is he is good at not letting guys get around him. Yeah, I like But it. he looked strong last week. He finished fifth. Probably should have finished fourth. But no, so he's in fifth. He was behind AC. Mm-hmm. Tomac got around him. I don't know because they didn't show it on TV, but I think what happened is AC crashed. No. I think that probably slowed up Osborne, which allowed Tomac to get by. Yeah, maybe. But you know what? Honestly, I would look at his qualifying. But on average, he finishes two to three spots from where he qualifies. Yeah, he stays pretty close. But Osborne's he's solid, man. He's a good rider. I'd see him. His starts have been good. Well, yeah. last week they were. He's There's a lot up. of white bikes up front last week. Yep. Okay, Malcolm Stewart. Malcolm Stewart, what can you say other than the guy's just got speed? And in he, the whoops. In the whoops and all over, really. I mean, he, he finished exactly where he qualified last week as sixth. And the only, I mean, he was kind of back there, but the only rider that passed him in the main event was Tomac. Yeah, but so it was he tough. Was, he was doing good. But this week with two sets of whoops, could play to his yeah. favor. He could be licking his chops right now. You never know. Yep. He got a lot of picks to a to win A1. I can see his picks going up, going back to A2. If Malcolm gets a top five start, he's staying in the top five. Yeah, he I ain't going to fade that. back. Justin Brayton, I thought about putting up here, but he just can't hold the pace these guys are holding right now in the top five. Which he leads me out. into strange things. 
<laughs> that we found out from the first two rounds. Everyone's saying how unpredictable it is. There's so many riders, you don't know what's going on. Well, what? There's some things that are becoming predictable, like Justin Brayton finishing eighth place. He's <laughs> done it the last two rounds, even though he started third and sixth. Yeah. He still ends up in eighth. Justin Hill has taken 11th the last two rounds with starts of 5th and ninth, And Dean Wilson's taken 13th with starts of 21st and 8th. So no matter where they're starting, they're usually taking that spot. Well, I'm glad so. you had the stat because this week wild card is 11th, 11th place. place. Yep. After looking at your stat on Hill, that might not be too bad. So let's yeah, get right into it. This into is it. wild card watch. All right, let's get into the wild card pick this week, 11th place. The 11th. most important pick of the week. If you so. want to win a prize, you got to hit the wild card. So we laid out our riders we think have the best chances of getting it. First of all, we got to start with nothing against the man, people. Chad Reed. Chad Reed is not, he's the, he's the people's champ, not the wild card champ. I mean, stop picking Chad Reed. We see so many picks for this guy. <laughs> he's always the top choice. Well, look, 15th or 16th I get, but 11th, there's no shot. In the past, we've thrown... It's no disrespect. I'm going to just lay this down gently so no one gets offended. All right. But then let's get into Aaron Plessinger. I like him a lot this week. Uh, he's still kind of banged up or something, but his finishes this year are 12 and 10 after qualifying 14 and 17. Average qualifying 15 and a half. Start 11 and a half and finish 11, so I think he's a good choice. Okay. Justin, give me a new engine. Brayton. Changed it out in between the heat and LCQ last week. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that was insane. Under 21 minutes, I heard on the that so they did that. He's finished eighth in both rounds, though. Do you think he's really a good spot for 11? See, I, this is where I'm kind of like, eh, where I don't know. There's a top five and then the wild card 11. He's exactly in the middle. So you have to go, which one is he more likely to Either a spoiler go? or a wild card? Yeah, okay. so that's kind of where he got pushed into the wild card because even with good starts, he's tending to fade back. So. All right, Justin Hill. This man has finished 11th in both rounds this year with starts of 5 and 9. So he gets, he's got good starts, but he's not hanging up there. And he finished in 11th at A2 last year. Oh. I mean, I think kind of the stars are aligning here Jeez. for Justin Hill. All right, now, and then we get to Vince Freeze, the wild card champ. Doesn't Some, matter where you put the wild card so far. On, yeah, what he, was week one's wild card? 10. 10. Then gets he hit 14. It. Then he gets 14. So, so maybe is, he'll meet in the middle. Right now, Freeze is my guy. I want to see a 3 Well feet. within his range. Yeah. All right. Dean Wilson actually might not be a, a bad pick for this as well. We were talking about him. Mm -hmm. He's finished 13th in both rounds so far this year, but he's getting healthier. He's getting better. So wouldn't be surprised to see him steadily just move up yep. and start cracking just the top 10. Him. I noticed your boy Martin's not a... Oh. Oh, there he is. Okay, let's let's talk Whatever, about your dude. boy Martin. Carrie Bowling was calling me out because <laughs> I put him in my wild card, and she picked him. And what do you know? He DNFs after he almost <laughs> dies in qualifying again. So I really don't know what's going on with that guy. Oh, I hope he's okay. But there it is. That is the wild card watch. Take what we have talked about. Pick one of these riders. Who do you have this week for the wild card? But now let's get him on the phone. We have Austin Hoover who is actually the global marketing manager for Fox Racing. He was an amateur rider for Fox. Mm -hmm. He is very, he knows all Tiny the riders all very the riders. well. Yep. So we're gonna get him on the phone and see what his thoughts are on Anaheim 2. All right, so we got him on the phone. This is Austin Hoover. What's up, Austin? Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good over here. Just getting ready for A2. So Austin, you were the athlete manager for Fox. So you know all the riders really well. You know, not even just the Fox riders, you probably know a ton of riders in the pits. And now yep. you're, the, you're the global marketing manager for Fox, right? That's right, that's right. Yeah, I've been, uh, been with the brand a little bit 
under five years now. Um, started as the, like you said, as the athlete manager and um, grew up racing and kind of, you know, was always part of the family here at Fox. So was um, really stoked to join join the team and um, just actually finished up a two and a half year stint uh, working over in Europe, uh, running the marketing category for for Moto uh, out of our European headquarters in Barcelona. So uh, got to work with a bunch of our European international athletes and. Yeah, now I'm back stateside since about the middle of November, so uh, oh, nice. exciting, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be an American again. Busy <laughs> <laughs> body. So, Austin, let's jump right into it. I think the big question mark, for me at least right now, is we saw Kenny comes out swinging last week, takes his first win in three years. Can he back it up in Anaheim 1? What are your thoughts? Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Kenny guy for sure, <laughs> so I think... Um, you know, it was it was incredible to finally see him, you know, get that monkey off of his back um, in St. Louis last week and, and get that first win. Uh, 1,092 days since his last win in uh, San Diego in 17. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think no one would be surprised to see to see Ken go on a go on a little tear here and, and click off a couple wins in a row. Um, you know, I'd be stoked to see that. And I, I think, you know, his story is so special. I think the industry itself would, would be, would be really, really happy to see that happen. So yeah, I, I have no doubt, um, you know, see the number 94 up on top of the box at A2 would, would not be a surprise for me. Do you think bike setup is going to be tough for him? Just because we saw at Anaheim one, he talked about his setup suspension being way too stiff, obviously got that sorted mm -hmm. out for St. Louis, but does he go back to Anaheim two now? Kind of like a question mark because he never did have a good setting for Anaheim. So, do you think that's in play right now? Uh, I think it's for sure in play. I thought it was. I thought it was funny, um, you know, him saying that it felt his bike felt like a BMX bike at <laughs> Anaheim One. <laughs> um, but I mean, they they clearly got that sorted out, and I think his bike looked as you know one of the best in St. Louis. So I would expect them to for sure learn from from what they what they experienced at Anaheim One and apply you know a combination of what they went to St. Louis uh with you know and and then you kind of considering you know what is needed for anaheim um you know it's it's been it's been pretty chilly here at night uh in southern california and i think that that was maybe something that could have affected his setup as well um at anaheim one so i'd expect them to be a lot um more prepared and, and have his bike in a much better place for anaheim too well, we were there at Anaheim 1, and yes, it was chilly in the stadium. Nothing compared to last colder. year, though. Yeah, last year the rain sucked, <laughs> so it was definitely a lot better than last year. Well, so yeah. let's talk about your top five, though. I mean, going in, Christian, we were talking about it. Yeah. Obviously, you're the Fox athlete guy, but you've got two guys right now who are, you got AC and Roxon. Yep. Who do you think is going to win next between those two? What, give us your top five for Anaheim 2. Oof, top five for Anaheim 2. This is, uh, man... Don't, don't judge me on this if any of my <laughs> athletes are listening. But uh, All right. um, I, I think I look I look for Kenny to repeat at, at A2. Um, I think he's in a really good place mentally. And, and like I said, getting that monkey off of his back um, in St. Louis, I think he can really go out and just kind of be himself now and, and you know, make winning a little bit more regular. Um, okay. So I look for him to repeat. I'll put, I'll put 94 first position i think um for second i think we're gonna see tomac improve this week I, i'm gonna put i'm gonna put eli second um ac would round out the podium for me in third uh and then i'm gonna go anderson uh fourth barsha fifth um i think barsha is gonna kind of 
He's he's Barsh is looking great, and I think that you know the work that the Yamaha guys did on the bike in the off season is really showing. Um, mm-hmm. But I think the other guys are going to start to rise to the top just a little bit more um, this weekend and and Anaheim, and and so that would knock Barsha down down to fifth. Still good, but yeah, not not quite as it's been the last couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so hard because Barsh is fifth, but he's behind. Look who he's behind when you put him there. It's not like fifth is a bad ride. No, not at all. And then, not at all. But you think Tomac can figure out starts this weekend? He hasn't started think, in the top ten yet. <laughs> yeah, I think he gets it figured out. I've heard, I've heard. Uh, you know, he's obviously been working on it. He knows that that's something he's identified that you know has been a, a weak point. It's always kind of been a weak point for Eli, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think that just speaks a lot for you know the riding that he is able to put together, even with a bad start. Um, so yeah, let's see. That's the, that's the best part about racing. We don't know until Saturday night, right? True, <laughs> in the pack. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Austin. Well, hey. You've heard it from Austin Hoover again, the global marketing manager. That's just a legitimate sounding title right there. That sounds very (laughs) official. But Austin, thanks for calling in. It's cool to get your insight, talking to the riders. Hopefully, I hope Kenny repeats Mm -hmm. because the dude's got the speed. He just got to stay up there and stay consistent. So I just disagree a little bit with the Tomac thing. How about you? He's a scary pick for me right now. It doesn't feel right, but it is. Yeah, it's just so hard to know what to do with that guy. Mm -hmm. But if you get to start, Heck yeah, but that's the if, right? Yep. The big that's if. That's the if. So yeah, hard for sure. Thanks one. for having me on, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, stoked, for, stoked to go racing. Round three, here we come. All right, awesome. here we go. All right, we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. See All ya. right, we'll see ya. Good stuff. Good, I like it. Mm-hmm. Kenny. It's kind of interesting he talked about the cold weather affecting his bike yeah, setup. I hadn't really thought about that. It makes sense, though. He's got oil, major injuries. Oil doesn't flow as good when it's cold. Makes your suspension feel yeah. more harsh. I almost think about his wrists and everything, you know, and the cold weather might get yeah, a little stiffer, too. Nice I don't too. know. Well, there you have Those are Austin Hoover's top five picks. Now, it's time for Chris and I to lock him in. Lock him in. All right. This week is getting harder every week. You just sat here for like five minutes. I don't. I know. Swapped your picks probably five times. It's so tough. I know, but it's been. It really has been pretty unpredictable. So I'm going with a long shot here this week. AC, I think, is going to win. I mean, he led laps today. One, he was killing it. This man, I believe, will win a race at some point. He's got to stop just having the little mistakes, and I think he will eventually. Okay. Anderson, like we were talking about, he's quiet, but he's a threat. I want to see him get a good start, get up there to second. Osborne's my spoiler of the week. Okay. I mean, he's looking good. He was even sick last week and still looked good. I'm putting him in third on the podium. Roxon fourth. Barsha fifth. Just purely off his starts. You know he's going to be up there. And then my wild card, Dino Wilson. Let's go. All right. I agree on some parts. Some I don't. Here's what I got. I agree with you. I think AC takes his first win. But you know what? I'm going to go Kenny right there in second. I'm going to go Jason Anderson third. I'm not feeling the Osborne for this round, but... You're not going to go Osborne identity. No, I'm going to go Tomac fourth. And haven't... I see Baggett. I, I think there's, there's so a fire hard. lit under this man's tush right now <laughs> with what happened last week. And like I said, I know the team expects more out of him. And I'm just, call me biased because we're Rocky Mountain. I don't know, but he had a fourth at A1. He rode really good there. So I see him doing well there again. Now, I don't longer have Longer start. Longer start. Yeah, we'll see. And then, three-peat, Vince Freeze. 
He's my wild card. Dude, if he takes the wild card three weeks in a row, we need, we need an investigation going on. <laughs> There's something going on. But there it is. They are locked in for now. But keep in mind, we got to watch qualifying because a lot of these riders, you pick based off your qualifying, qualifying spots. Because yeah. we've had some people comment and say, hey, you guys change your picks after qualifying. Well, it's, like, a, it's a good strategy to have. Well, yeah, it's what you got to do. You know, Because what if a rider got hurt? And that's you know we watch yeah. qualifying. I will say most of our picks do stay the same. It's mostly I change one or two max unless something crazy but, happens. Yeah, but we've learned it, it'll bite you or it won't. I don't know. There's always something that happens in qualifying. And then you get emotional. It, yeah, it makes it almost impossible <laughs> to not change What picks. I did notice, though, real quick, is that neither one of us have Webb in our top five. No, if he's sick, like I said, if he's he not qualifying 10th like or fools. better, All he's right. probably going to win like Roxon did well, last Well, there you week. have it. They're locked in. Those are our picks. What do you guys think? Give us your top five in the wild card for this week, round three, Anaheim two. But now we need to talk about why it pays to play on Fantasy SX. Here it is, a surprise recap. Okay, week three, 100 weekly prizes going out to the top scores of this round. First place is going to get a $750 of Cherubee spending spree. Second place, two sets of Bridgestone Battlecross tires. Third place, O'Neill jersey pants, glove, and helmet setup. And then other prizes coming in from Pro Honda, Fly Racing, Fast House, Works Connection, 100%, Fox, Bell, and 90 $10 Rocky Mountain gift cards. Oh, and remember, if you didn't sign up yet, it's fine. You Two lowest scores are dropped. So if you <laughs> sign up this week for Anaheim 2, you are still in the hunt for grand prizes. Average scores have been low, Easy. so this yeah. is the year to do Get it. Get signed up. And this is why you want to sign up, because at the end of the year, we have grand prizes. Here they are. First place, KTM 450 SXF, factory edition. Mm -hmm. And then second place, KTM 250 SX. Third place, Monster Energy Cup trip. We're doing a year's supply of Dunlop tires to somebody. Oh, yeah, bud. Alpine Star is getting in the mix with a gear package. Tuss Impact wheels. Fly Racing again with another gear package. Milestone Video Games console TV. Motion Pro Tools, and an Oakley Spending Spree. It pays to play on Fantasy SX. You know, the winners are rolling in. I've been seeing a lot you of people You have no prizes. excuses, people. RMFantasySX.com. Create your account. It's free to play. Join groups. Join ours. You can join. Create your own group. It is a blast. I promise you, you'll watch Supercross, and you'll realize that you're screaming your head off for 11th place, something you've never done before. <laughs> That's right, and keep it classy. It. Keep it classy. I don't want to see no hate towards the riders, anything like well, there that. There you have it. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Remember, we do these shows every, each and every week, so subscribe to the Rocky Mountain YouTube channel. You can listen to this on podcast as well mm -hmm. on all the major platforms. I am Chase. I'm Christian. We'll see you next week.